And hello, and welcome to Let This Mind Be In You on a Thursday night. This has been uh, a couple weeks coming. It seems like it's been a long time, though, a lot longer than that. But uh, here I am in Gulfport, Mississippi. This is the uh, new studio, the new studio set up for Let This Mind Be In You Ministries um, here in Gulfport. And um, I'm really thankful uh, to be back up and running. Um, it took a little bit of time. I think I went over by a few minutes here, just trying to make sure everything was right and set up um and it was good to go. Um, so with that being said, welcome here. Um, if you're noticing a little bit of a echo, um, a little bit of a um, hollow sound, so to speak, in the, in the audio, I'm well aware of it. So this room is way bigger uh, than my studio in Pennsylvania, let's put it that way. And by a little bit, I mean a lot. I could probably fit two of my studios into this one room here. So um, with that being said, I've had to do some acoustical uh, treatment to the room. Um, it's not quite done yet, so you'll hear a little bit of, um, at least I can hear it in, in my headphones. Um, but if you can't, that's great. Um, my wife says here on, on YouTube, watching from the other side of the house, welcome back. Thank you, my love, uh, for tuning in on YouTube. And Brother JT's on there, Brother Gabriel. Hello, brothers and sisters. Um, let's see. My mom is over on Facebook. So I have to keep monitoring the, uh, Facebook, my mom and dad, and they both say, and they, my dad says that sounds fine here. So I'm going to monitor this here and let's see here. Um, my computer should be able to handle this. Um, take that and go over here and pull up YouTube and I'm going to try to monitor the comments as they go here, if possible. Let's see here. Okay. And oh, I better check to make sure. Uh, better make sure that I've, I'm starting to run the audio as well. Sometimes I forget. Nope, I got it up and running. So we're batting a thousand so far. Um, Lord willing, that'll keep happening. So let's see if I can look at here. Just a little bit of inside baseball, folks. Getting to see behind the scenes here. And let's see if I can go ahead and monitor this. I can. Oh, look at that. Okay. Sounds fantastic, my wife says. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad uh, you guys are hearing uh, the, the quality of the audio pretty good then. Uh, so let me move this over here for right now uh, so we can make sure that we're not missing out here. Pop that over here, and that'll work that way. Okay, good enough. All right, so tonight, um, so a couple weeks ago, we left off with Galatians chapter 4, so obviously we'll be in Galatians chapter 5 tonight, and I can't uh, not wait to get started. Uh, like I said, it's been a long time, it seems like to me, um, that's my wife, that I'm not nervous, but I'm just excited to get back on here, and um, I feel like a, even after just a couple weeks off, I feel still a little bit rusty, um, making sure everything is set up. I have like a certain checklist I kind of go through, um, go figure, you know, a military guy, you know, I have a checklist and uh, obviously you can see I've been on leave for a couple of weeks. I uh, got another week or so where I'll be off and which has been great helping out, uh, making sure that the uh, house is getting set up and the Lord's blessed us with a really nice home here to rent. And, uh, we we're thankful for that, but getting it set up so the, the babies can kind of get settled in from the big move. All right. So let's see here on, um, on YouTube here. We still have a few people coming in. Um, good. We have about five over there and 
well, I don't know, about three or so over here on Facebook. So that'll work out. Let's go ahead and get started. Um, I'm going to leave some time at the end to, um, you know, questions and answers. And you guys want to ask any kind of questions you want. And don't forget, um, all the different uh, podcasts uh, are available probably about 30 minutes after this. I have such a, re- a good internet here now um, that it shouldn't take me long to get that stuff uploaded afterwards. So I think that's going to be a, uh, a time saver. Let's put it that way. And uh, so you'll be able to check that out. Any of the major platforms, um, you can look up Let This Mind Be In You Ministries podcast. You search that in just about any of the um, any of the podcast platforms, and you should be able to find that. Hey, there's Brother Tim. Hello, Brother Tim. Um, so if you just go ahead and uh, look at that, if you want to just uh, go back and, and follow all the previous, you know, versions, audio versions of this here program, um, this broadcast. So it'll go right over there right after we're done here. Okay. Um, again, we have uh, people tuning in on both Facebook and YouTube, so I'll keep one up here and one up on this other one. So that should work out. Okay. Now, so tonight, the, uh, the, the live stream, if you've, if you've tuned in, you can see it's stand fast, therefore, in the liberty. It's the very first verse of Galatians chapter 5. And I really, I'm really, um, really, really excited. Once we started, uh, I decided, and Lord really said, hey, okay, go with Galatians. I um, was really, I was anxious to get to this chapter uh, of this book. Um, because it's Paul is starting to sum up through the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, the, the Spirit is inspiring him to write. And as he's finishing up this letter, he's wrapping it all up. And it's just, it's putting the, the stamp, I guess you would say, it's, it's wrapping it up with a nice little bow on the end to really drive home the point. As we've been talking about grace all the way through this. And, and don't forget, just, a, just a by way of reminder, that these churches and these and during this early time in, uh, in the church history, if for lack of a better term, but they were having this problem. By the way, as I've mentioned several times, they are, we are still having that problem today because men are involved. Flesh gets in the way all the time. So with that being said, uh, there's always going to be these things that pop up. Well, one of the things that pops up is this trying to get people back under the law always back under the law, drag them back into bondage, as we're about to see here. And I'll start out here by kind of telling you um, basically about my, about the, as growing up, um, I don't know if this was necessarily something that I was necessarily taught, um, but just something that I just kind of really thought was accurate, was biblically accurate, and what it was that you had to keep a, a sin account or you had to make sure that you had forgiveness of your sins. You know, you go to bed, you know, you want to make sure you um, ask the Lord to forgive you your sins. You know, if you, if you do something wrong, you need to make sure right away to ask for forgiveness of those sins and everything like that. And while I understand that, and that's, you know, understandable, the Bible talks about in the New Testament under, under this grace now that he has cleansed us from all unrighteousness. That's 1 John 1, 9. Let's turn there before we get started here. I just Because I don't want to get confused about the point that I'm going to bring up here in a second. I want to be very clear on it. So 1 John 1, 9, it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
And I thought about that. I was like, well, as the past couple of years of this reset, I've been thinking about that a lot. And we're like, hmm, he's cleansed us from all unrighteousness already. It's already done. It's accomplished. It's finished. We live in this flesh still. We still are capable of sin. So please don't get it twisted. I'm not trying to say that we are sinlessly perfect now. Um, but this flesh groans. We're, we, the spirit groans within us because of this, this corruptible flesh. This still, we still have the sin nature of this flesh until we're redeemed. Our body is redeemed one day. Besides all that, every single day that we go through our lives as Christians, I want you guys to have the liberty, as it's going to say here in verse 1, to understand not that grace may abound, that you can just go and live your life whatever way you want to. God forbid, as we've studied in Romans. But the liberty now in realizing that all of our sins have already been forgiven and what the bondage is that we're about ready to see here and how we place ourselves back in the bondage. Because we've already been bought with a price. We've already been lifted out of slavery, Okay. We're no longer under this bondage that we're about to see in verse 1. But we place ourselves there all the time. And so let's get started. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1. I'm going to get a drink of coffee here. And as uh, broadcast specialists sometimes say, this is, this is a professional move. So that's for all the broadcast professionals which I am not one, uh, as I drank and slurped my coffee. Okay. All right, Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5 in your King James Bible, the only Bible. This is God's preserved perfect word that he's preserved for us in the English language. Uh, This is the King James Bible that we're turning to. So would you please turn in your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 1. Nice desk, by the way. Yes, this is a new desk, and I'm really happy with it. It's got more room to place everything. Also, more space for me to knock my coffee over and not get all over everything. So there's that, all right? (laughs) So thanks for noticing. Um, I kind of got what I paid for. There's some nicks and dings in it, but nobody can see that except for me. But um, I I like it. It's It's a good table. And it's got plenty of room for if we have visitors or guests that come in. Um, and there's plenty of room over here for guests. So, again, anybody's ever in the area, please hit me up. Oh, I see Jacob Leckish on here. Good to see you on here, brother. This brother here on uh, that's tuning in here on Facebook. Um, a former gym mate of mine, uh, we, we trained a lot on, and, uh, he went through some, he went through a rough patch, let's put it that way. But the, uh, he was, he was, he's been saved and came out of that, uh, that bondage, uh, that we're going to be talking about tonight for sure. Um, by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, praise our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ, who alone is worthy. Amen, brother Jacob. And it's good to see you on here. That'd be an interesting interview one day. All right, so let's get started. Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 1 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty. Okay, so therefore, why is it therefore? Everything we just got done reading, uh, go back 
and look at Galatians 1, 2, 3, and 4 in those studies. But it says, wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Notice how the, the, it's very specific in the language there. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. See, we place ourselves back into that bondage. So here's the example I'd like to give. The Bible talks about how we should go and get forgiveness from our brothers. You know, uh, and I forget where it's at, but it talks about your prayers will be hindered if you uh, had ought against a brother. If somebody can kind of put it there in the comments, if you, if you can kind of remember, somebody know where I'm talking about here, but your prayers will be hindered if you have ought against your brother. Anyways, I can't remember where it's at right now, but it's somewhere. But it, remember what forgiveness is about. So the Lord has forgiven us. The Lord has forgiven us by his work on the cross. When he said it is finished, it is accomplished, it is done, it is, there's no more. He fulfilled the law, as we studied there in the book of Hebrews. He fulfilled all of it. The, the thing that we could not do, he did by being, the, by being God in flesh and dying for our sins. So by that being said, all of our sins, past, present, and future, have been taken care of when we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Once that's done, he sees you justified, just as if you've never sinned or ever will sin again. Now, what is the forgiveness for then? When we sin in this life, the forgiveness is for our own thinking. See, our mind gets brought in back into this bondage where we're just like, oh, I, I gave in again to the flesh. And so when you go to a brother, it's not for them, see? When we ask for forgiveness, it's not for them, it's for us. That's why in this life, if you go and you ask a brother in Christ, hey, would you please forgive me for the attitude I had, for the things that I said, even if that brother does not forgive you, you're still, according to the Bible, you're still forgiven, okay? As far as that goes, it's for you, if everybody is catching what I'm trying to say. When we go to Christ when we go to the Lord in prayer and say, Lord, forgive me for those things that I've done today or just did or whatever, it's not to have the forgiveness of our sins. We won't ever have to answer for our sins. We will stand before Christ one day in his righteousness. Our sins are cast as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered anymore. God has chosen to forget those things, which is amazing in of itself because he's all-knowing but he has chosen in his power to, for, to forget that because when he sees you, he sees his righteousness. That's an amazing thought. So the forgiveness is for us to remember that we are no longer under the yoke of bondage. Turn over to Acts chapter 15. Turn over to Acts chapter 15 and verse number 10. My dad says Matthew 5.23. Thank you, Dad. Matthew 5.23 is where you go to your prayers will be hindered. I'm assuming that's what he's bringing up. Brother Jacob, yes, we'll have to do that one day. All right, so Acts chapter 15 and verse 10. Let's look again at this yoke of bondage. Acts chapter 15 and verse 10. So, uh, let's start reading actually verse 7. 6. Let's start in verse 6. So Acts 15 and verse 6. If you're there, please, uh, or if not, you can pause the live video. You can go for that. 
but Acts chapter 15, verse 6, and the apostles and elders came together for to consider of this matter. Excuse me. And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, ye know how that a good while ago God made choice among you, that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. Remember that Cornelius, uh, Peter was fighting against wanting to go uh, to see Cornelius. And uh, when he said, oh, I don't, I'm not going to eat those things, when the, the, the sheet was brought down with all the unclean, quote-unquote, animals, and um, the Lord says, eat. And Peter's like, oh, no, that's not for me, as any good Jew would say. And, uh, but the, the point is, in the, the, the point that God was trying to drive home to Peter was that what I've called clean called no man unclean. Um, and that's talking about the Gentiles and, and so forth and so on. This is apparently Peter had told all these elders about that thing, so they was it was well known. And God, which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us. And we know that from earlier in Acts with Cornelius. And put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. As we studied countless times in Romans, that there is no difference between Jew and Greek anymore. There's no difference in Christ. We are one. Now, therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? Uh, But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they. So even Peter addresses the problem. Now, we know later on Peter had this problem of wanting to not uh, be, or him and Barnabas, I think, or, was, or somebody, and Paul had to withstand him to the face about this problem because there was a lot of bigotry, let's put it that way, um, going on even in the early New Testament church. But trying to put people back under the bondage, the yoke of bondage. So uh, verse, no, we're only through verse 1. So verse number 2, Behold, we're back in Galatians 5, Behold, I, Paul, say unto you that if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. Now, if you're new to the Bible, please don't get confused on this part. It was talking about circumcision. Yes, it is talking about something that happens in the flesh, but it is a spiritual connotation to it, okay? And so just understand that. What he's talking about, about the circumcision of the flesh, he's talking about a Jewish law, okay? He's just, he wraps it all up in all of the law. That's what the circumcision is, okay? Uh, other places in, in the Word of God, in the, test, in the New Testament, it calls the uncircumcision. That's just talking about Gentiles in general. Uncircumcision, Gentiles, circumcision, Jews. But look what Paul says here. That if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. See, if you put your trust in man-made traditions and philosophy, uh, it profits you nothing. For I testify... Remember, Paul was of the Sanhedrin. He was the Jew of Jews. For I testify again to every man that is, that is circumcised, that he is a debtor to do the whole law. See, if you want to think, you want to put your trust in your own works of righteousness, you have to fulfill the entire law. You can't just pick and choose those things that you want to do. By the way, I'm going to go off on a little bit of a rabbit trail on that. This goes for anybody that tries to put people under the law when it comes to giving. 
Um, I've recently been seeing some people talking about um, the tithe. And while I understand that people are trying to teach new Christians um, principles of giving, if you're going to teach the tithe, as I've talked about before, you need to teach it biblically. Now, if you want to go back to the law to teach biblical giving of money, okay, that's fine. But don't try to tell these young Christians that they're going to be put under wrath, okay, that their land will be cursed if they don't tithe, bring in all the stores into uh, tithe into the storehouse. Malachi, because not one person that I know of or, or in my past has brought up a Leviticus chapter 27 and verse 30. Let's go back there. Let's go all the way back to the Old Testament here to the Levitical law, Leviticus chapter 27. I just want to give you, this is a great example of people that try to put people under the yoke of bondage and don't know what they're talking about. And it says here in verse number 30, and all the tithe of the land, that's fruits, vegetables, sheep, okay, that's crops and animals and herds and everything like that. Whether of the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree is the Lord's, it is holy unto the Lord. And if a man will at all redeem aught of his tithe, he shall add thereto the fifth part thereof. Now, you say, Brother Mike, what does that mean? What does that mean when we add a fifth part thereof? Well, a fifth is 20%. So if you want to teach Old Testament giving of money, well, if you work a job, you redeem your time, Nobody I know of is bringing any kind of animals or, or fruits and vegetables into the quote-unquote storehouse today because there's no Levitical priesthood. So nobody's bringing them into these buildings or wherever you congregate or wherever you meet. Nobody's bringing that kind of stuff in. So you bring money in. Well, if you redeem your time and you bring money in, 30%. See what I mean? If you're going to preach the Bible, preach it biblically. Okay, so Old Testament giving. But that is, again, another yoke of bondage that people try to put people under. Just be careful. New Testament giving is this. New Testament giving is all. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, as the Spirit leads you to give to the necessity of the saints, uh, we'll go through that at some point when we go through Corinthians, necessity of the saints and so forth and so on, we should be willing to give all. If there's a problem within the local body that needs to be taken care of, we should be willing to do and take care of that. Also, Paul collected, went around. Didn't say anything about tithing, but um, anyways, that's, that's free. I just threw that into free. But anyways, if you're just going to do that one little thing, and that's going to be this thing. No, you have to be an entirety. If you're going to preach law, if you want to preach works, you have to do the entire law. You're a debtor to the entire law. See verse 4. Verse 4. That's not a very popular thing to say, by the way, but it's, it's Bible, so I'm going to say it. Verse number 4. Christ has become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, you are fallen from grace. Look how serious that is. Anybody that tries to put anybody into that and try to preach works-based salvation, you're fallen from grace. Verse 5. For we, through the Spirit, wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. My dad was on earlier on his Facebook channel, and um, 
on his personal page, and he was talking about uh, the blessed hope and uh, trying to give people hope. You know, these wild times that we live in, you know, it's the world. We're always going to live in wild times. But it seems to get worse and waxing worse and worse as we see in the Word of God. So what is the hope, the blessed hope? See, for we, through the Spirit, wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. Well, we're already redeemed. Or, or we're already, yes, our, our soul and our spirit are. But uh, our body, we're still waiting on that blessed hope, the redemption, the catching away, and the, uh, where the dead in Christ shall rise. But um, go over to Philippians. Philippians chapter 3, and I'm going back and forth whether I want to go to Ephesians after we finish Galatians or go to Philippians. I just don't know yet, but uh, Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 20. Uh, Okay, verse number 20. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body that may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able to even to subdue all things unto himself. There's the blessed hope right there. That's what we're looking for. Because our conversation, our life is already in heaven. We are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's a present tense. Now, I got some thoughts on that and some other brethren do as well, but what that actually is talking about. But the point is, is that it's already settled. We're predestined to go to heaven now that we've been redeemed. We've been saved. Well, now our conversation's in heaven. We should be looking at the eternal, never at the temporal. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, looking for that blessed hope. Here's another one, Romans 8 and verse 22. Romans chapter 8 and verse 22. And we'll go down to verse uh, 25. Romans 8:22 for we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now and not only they but ourselves also which have the first fruits of the spirit even we ourselves groan within ourselves see our spirit it's groaning within us because of this corruptible flesh that we're still in waiting for the adoption to wit what is it talking about he Paul the spirit plainly teaches right here Spells it out, the redemption of our body. Our soul and spirit has been redeemed. We're just waiting on the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope. Hmm. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. So again, we're waiting on that blessed hope. The things that we can't see, we take it by faith through the Spirit. For we through the Spirit, back in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 5, for we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. And that's all it's talking about. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision. It does not matter. Jew, Greek, doesn't matter. Without Christ, you're in a world of trouble. Without his righteousness, not works of righteousness that you have done, but his, you're in a lot of trouble if you have not placed your faith and trust in him alone, okay? What he did for you. Acknowledge that today. Believe that today. And confess them both in prayer, okay? With the heart. Um, let's, let's turn over there. I just want to bring that up because that's already been, that's been recently talked about. Romans chapter 10. 
Romans chapter 10, verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. There it is again. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Remember we talked about that, the confessing is not, hey, I got to remember every single sin I ever did. No, confess the fact that you are a sinner. That's that godly sorrow that worketh repentance. But at the same time, the confession, that prayer, is not about the prayer. It's not about the words. It's about the heart. See, when you have the surrender, remember we talked about how prayer is surrendering your will to his. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come right? He's not willing that any should perish. That's his will. So we need to submit our will to his. See, if you try to get in the way, but I'm a good person. I can do this and I can do that. No. Brokenness coming in your godly sorrow saying that, Lord, there's nothing that I can do to get to you. You're the only way. I'm, I'm a complete sinner. And only you took care of that sin debt. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, the Holy Spirit we talked about, the gift of God. We did that entire series. I did that entire series here on the channel. Yeah. I just want to like read that and make sure I get it. Yeah, for, that's Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's the gospel. That's what they preached, as it said there in Romans 10. Moving on. Nor unsecured, but faith which worketh by love. Uh, we're in verse 6 now. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. I have written down here 1 John 4.10, so really quick. I know we're turning a lot of places here, but that's okay. 1 John 4. 1 John 4 and verse number 10. See what it's talking about here. First John four ten, where herein is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Um, so that's Galatians five six, and don't and don't forget, as we we said, um, I think that was in Galatians four. Um, let's see here. It's not about whether or not you know God; it's whether He knows you. Where was that in Galatians 4? Somebody finds it before I do. Oh, oh yes, here it is in verse 9. I knew it was in Galatians 4. Galatians 4, 9. But now, after that ye have known, that ye have known God, or rather, are known of God. See, it doesn't matter if people in this life, hey, I know Jesus. Yeah, I, 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 I know Jesus. Does he know you? See, that's the thing. Many in that day, in those final days, in that judgment, will say, Lord, Lord, have, not, have we not prophesied in thy name and done many mighty works? There's going to be many that say that in that day. It's, and he'll say, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I never knew you. That's a scary thought. That's why we are to, as Paul says in Philippians 2, we are to work out our own salvation, meaning with, it says, in fear and trembling. 
me turn over there real quick. I just was over there just the other day. That at the name of Jesus, um, buh, 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 verse number 10, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Um, wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Every single day. It's not that we live in this constant fear, oh, am, I, am I losing my salvation? No, we know that's not possible. But it's always every day coming to the say, Lord, am I in the faith? Okay. What did I put my faith and trust in? Was it something that works of righteousness that I've done? No, it's in you. And that's why your joy can be full every single day. Think back to that moment when you were saved. How joyful does that make you? It should make you really joyful because you had an undeserved gift given to you, the gift of God, the Holy Spirit. Think about that. All right. Galatians chapter 5. We're not going to finish if I don't keep going here. Let's see. Galatians chapter 5. And verse 7, ye did run well. Who did hinder you that ye should not obey the truth? That's a good question. This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. See, this isn't coming from the doctrine that Paul was given straight from Jesus. This was of man-made tradition and religion. Trying to put people back into the bondage. But he says here in verse 1, stand fast therefore in the liberty. Stand fast has a, as a military term, just like a lot of the Bible is written with a lot of militaristic type language, you know, the put on the whole armor of God. When it talks about have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel, when it talks about that, think about this. When the Roman soldiers, they, they wore their sandals, you know, and it was, it was strapped all the way up their, uh, their ankles, all the way up into their calves. But their sandals that they wore were special because on the bottom of them, what we would consider like cleats, you know, athletic cleats, they had uh, basically nubs, like little spikes. They weren't necessarily spikes, but you understand what I'm saying. They had like these um, hard uh, pieces that were underneath it. And what that did was give them traction because if you know anything about the phalanx and how the Romans would fight, they would fight with the... the um, the shield that would be raised up, they would be shield to shield with their other brothers in arms in a line. And as they would march forward, they would thrust out with the sword. Okay. Well, as they did that, the other, uh, the enemy has a, has a, has a voice in the matter. Okay. The enemy's not just going to sit there and just let you push them back. So as the enemy would do the same thing, try to clash up against them, they had to have grip with all the blood and the, in the mud and the muck and everything like that, they had to have grip. So your feet shod, you can stand fast in the gospel. Um, I know that's in a bunch of the sword of the spirit. Let's see. That's in Ephesians. Let's go over there real quick. Cause we wrestle, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. This is Ephesians six and verse 12. But when it talks about stand, therefore having your loins girt about with truth, this is verse 14, and having on the breastplate of, right, breastplate, excuse me, of righteousness, and your feet shod with the press preparation of the gospel of peace. Uh, that's Romans 10, 15. Okay, that gospel of peace. In the gospel, that's what you have to stand fast in. See that? So it grips the ground, solid and sure foundation. 
that's just uh, that's just something to think about there. Okay, so if you've ever played any sports or whatever, and you you see football players going up against each other on the line, it's the same thing with the Roman soldiers. They had those cleats that they could just really stand fast. That's what Paul's admonishing these people to do. Okay. Uh, this persuasion, verse eight, cometh not of him that calleth you, a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Boy, isn't that true? It's, it's speaking of um, a little bit of leaven. As you make bread, you only put a very little bit in there, and it leavens the whole thing. A little bit gets in there. A little bit of uh, doctrinal untruth gets in there. It can really, really mess things up. That's why we're to be vigilant and just stand in this. This. This alone. The Word of God alone. Get those man-made traditions and philosophies out of there. Stand on the Word of God. I have confidence in you, though, or excuse me, in you through the Lord, that ye will be none otherwise minded. But he that troubleth you shall bear his judgment, whosoever he be. Paul's admonishing this letter here. And I, brethren, if I yet preach preach circumcision, why do I yet suffer persecution? Then is the offense of the cross cease. And Paul's just basically saying, look, if, if I was preaching this stuff, the Jews wouldn't have a problem at all with me. Well, the Jews had a pretty big problem with Paul. Now, the Romans ended up killing him, okay? But <laughs> look, Paul, as a Roman citizen, was getting beat one time, and he's like, is this lawful that I get beaten? He was getting beat by these, by these Jews, okay? <laughs> so you, you read all the way through Acts and, and what Paul talks about here. He's basically saying, why do I yet suffer persecution if this is what I'm preaching? If I'm preaching law, how come I'm getting beat up for it? That's all he's saying. I would they were even cut off, which trouble you. That's a pretty strong statement. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh. Here's where it's at. This is not a, a license to sin. This is, shall grace... Um, Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Paul's saying this is not a license to sin. Use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. That's Philippians 2. Go read that sometimes. I was talking to a brother. I think he's still on here, but I was, I was talking to a brother the other day, just last night even, about how Philippians 2, over a year ago, as I was going through Philippians in my own personal study, how that was crushing me about how I was not provoking others into good works. I was not doing these things. I was just really quick to just jump all over somebody. Well, instead of serving one another and having the mind of Christ, that's why Philippians 2 kept breaking my self-righteousness, even as a saved man. Well, check this out. In that, Philippians 2 that's the reason why this channel is called Let This Mind Be In You, as it says in Philippians 2.5. The mind of Christ was he always thought of others. Not one time, not one single time can you really see anywhere where Jesus thinks of himself. He always considered others. Think about that. Now we have the same spirit in us, the spirit of Christ in us that cries, Abba, Father, as we talked about in Galatians. It's the same spirit that should be within us. So if you're having strife and division and you're going after people and you're, you know, not over pure doctrinal things, don't get me wrong, or over blatant sin, 
but over just minor things, so to speak, and you're not considering them and you're, you're just going after them, consider whether or not you're having the mind of Christ or you're having your own mind in that, that situation. Philippians 2 talks about if there's any strife. Let's turn over there real quick. It says, uh, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, verse 3, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. That's the mind of Christ. I'm to esteem you better than me. Okay? That's, and that's what it says there in verse 13, does it not? For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh. Don't use your liberty to just beat somebody over the head or to sin willfully, you know, but by love serve one another. For all the laws fulfilled in one word, even in this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Okay, that seems really strange. But read all of First, Second, and Third John. When you're reading through there, it talks about brotherly love and all these different kinds of things. That'll start to make a little bit more sense to you. Because we are to have the mind of Christ. How do I know that? Keep going. Verse 15, but if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. Take heed. These are some strong words here. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It's pretty simple, is it not? Well, it's simple to, to say, but boy, boy, is it hard to do, Brother Mike. Tell me about it. But we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's a spiritual battle. But at the same time, we're wrestling against our own flesh, so to speak, because we're like, oh, Paul talks about that in Romans, that what I would have to do, I do not, and so forth and so on. Paul struggled just like we do. But that's what the admonishment is. Walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the Spirit, brethren, sisters out there, please. Don't walk in your own flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. Battling. All this, verse 17 is Romans 7 to me, okay? The entire thing. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. See, that's Romans 7. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Look up Romans 5. We won't for the sake of time right now, but Romans 5, verse 12 through 21. Now the works of the flesh, he's about to give a little list here, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in times past, that ye which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is spiritual. You're not going to inherit that because... If you're in your own righteousness, he's just listing off things that is flesh. That's why when you're saved and you're redeemed, you're not worrying, you're not working in your own righteousness anymore because it's all filthy rags. Look at all this stuff. So if you're trusting in your own good works, you're not going to make it. Not going to, not by a long shot. But the fruit of the Spirit, here it is. If you have the Spirit of Christ within us that cries, Abba, Father, the, um, the, what does it say? Christ in us, the hope of glory. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, 
meekness, temperance, against such. There is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. Paul says, die daily. I die daily. Wake up tomorrow morning, die to self. Five minutes later, die to self because you're going to need to constantly die to self. That way you can walk in the spirit. If we live in the spirit, verse 25, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. That's an admonition to me. Galatians 5, when I say I'm excited to get into Galatians 5, it's because it speaks to me. Mike D'Angelo. Over and over and over again, the Bible just crushes an individual's self-righteousness. By the way, just because you're saved now doesn't mean you can't get wrapped up in your own self-righteousness again. Okay? (laughs) I do it all the time. So that is it. That's Galatians chapter 5. We made it through with 10 minutes to spare. So what questions do you have? Let me get on to uh, uh, pull up YouTube here. Uh, any, well, I'll look back through, uh, some past comments here. Um, uh, if you have any comments, leave it on, uh, Facebook. If those that are tuning in there on Facebook, please, um, give a comment or a question, just say comment or whatever, and write me a comment or a question, anything. Anything you want to ask tonight before we wrap up, um, you can ask about um, where we're living now, uh, where exactly it is. By the way, um, you can instant message me. Um, Let me give my email address, ltmbiy at yahoo.com. Write me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com if you have a Skype account or something like that you want to add me. And I'd love to talk to you face-to-face uh, right here online. Um, and then we can also work at more private conversations. Um, so if you want to do that, please email me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. And then we can get that set up. And uh, I would love to have some brethren, as the, uh, maybe you're traveling through the area, if you want to stop in and see us, you want to have a place to stay, um, our house is open to you. Uh, as long as I'm still here, <laughs> uh, when I'm on deployment, that's a little bit different of a story. Um, I'm sure you all understand that. But um, I would love to see you and um, also be on Skype. Um, I'll give you my Skype thing face-to-face. I'm not going to put it out over here. Um, I would like to, want at some point in time, start taking um, live phone calls off of Skype because I can do that. I'm just not sure how I would be able to do that and be able to screen the calls, okay? Um, All it would take would be somebody who would get on there, uh, and it would be bad, so I need to figure that out. Okay, we have a question here. I know, let me see here. Let me bring this up here. Let me, my eyesight's not working too good here, Brother Gabriel. Okay, this is better. Okay, um... Question, I know there are two resurrections in the Bible. The first is the catching up of the bride of Jesus Christ. And the second one is the catching up of the tribulation saints in the time of Jacob's trouble, right? Um, there, I don't know of a catching up. Um, they are resurrected. 
I don't know of a catching away, though. I have to think about that one, Brother Gabriel, but I do know that there's... Um, blessed is he that takes part in the first resurrection. Where is that at? That's... Uh, Where is that at in Revelation? Um, taketh part in the first resurrection. Talks about the sea giving up the dead or something like that. That's a good question. I have to write down that. Uh, and off the top of my head right now, I, I don't want to put out anything um, that's not biblical. So I want to make sure that I... I Revelation 20 and verse 6. Okay, yes, but the rest, uh, in the verse 5 of Revelation 20, but the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Um, lived not again, to, this is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection, on such the second death hath no power. But he shall be priest of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Seems like there's a resurrection that happens. Those that are, um, are killed for Christ in, the, in that, that right before that thousand years are resurrected. So if that's what you're talking about, but I don't know of a catching up of the tribulation saints. I know there's a resurrection. Um, there's a resurrection and a catching up that happens at the, uh, pre-time of Jacob's trouble, okay, if that makes any sense. But the second is, there, I don't think there's a catching up. That harpazo, which is a famous, you know, fancy Greek word for snatching, um, being caught up uh, rapidly. So, yeah, no catching up, my dad says. Yeah, I don't think I know of any other time where it talks about catching up, but it does say the uh, resurrection. Okay, that first resurrection, it seems like that that's after the time of Jacob's trouble when those, those, those tribulation saints, for lack of a better term, are resurrected and they rule and reign with Christ for a thousand years. Okay, I hope that makes sense. So the first one is the catching up. Somebody will correct me on that. Um, I'm, just, I'm, I'm drawing a blank a little bit here, but I, I don't know if it, there's only one catching up that I can think of at this moment, but I don't want to be dogmatic on that, okay? Good question. Uh, and some other comments here. Oh, yeah, they're talking about the tithe. That's not a, um, it's not a, a popular thing to talk about for some reason. Well, I know why, but, you know, folks, if, if we're going to be Bible believers and we're going to preach the Word, uh, we need to preach the Word. Uh, we can't bring our own philosophies into it. Um, bring ye all the tithes to the storehouse. The storehouse, just for your knowledge, the storehouse was for the Levitical priesthood who were forbidden to work the land. So they had God set up that tithe, that tithe, to provide them with food. And if somebody was like a farmer and said, okay, hey, I'm just going to go ahead and sell my crops, and I'll just bring you money, and they're going to bring them 10% of that money. The Lord said, no, if you're going to redeem any of that, you add a fifth part thereof. So that's 30% if you're catching my drift. Because then there's a markup, right? There's just like with anything in economics, there's a markup, a market price. So if those Levites would have to go to the market, you know, 
the the market would have the price of that food driven up. And so the Lord is, <laughs> he's not, uh, he knew that people would try to find loopholes, okay? Well, there's no loophole to that. It's, it's 30%, okay? So if you want to, my point is, if you want to preach Levitical tithing, um, start preaching it clear, correctly. That's all I ask people to do, okay? <laughs> just uh, Leviticus 27.30 and just start uh, teaching your folks if you teach the tithe, um, start teaching them 30% of their money, okay? You start doing that, that's fine. 30% right off the top. You can see why that's probably not a very popular subject <laughs> to talk about. All right, we're coming up on the end of it. Any other questions? We talked about the where I'm at now here in Gulfport, Mississippi. We're in a great location uh, right off the Interstate 10. Uh, so, like I said, if anybody's passing through and need a place to stay, you just let me know. Oh, I notice uh, Drew Edgecombe. I don't know if you're still on here, but Drew Edgecombe. Uh, okay. There's a message held for review here. Okay. I will show that question. Okay, so do you believe that someone who was a pedophile could be saved? Um, who was one? Um, such were some of us as far as, not as a pedophile, but um, the, the Bible lists a whole bunch of different uh, sins and different things like that. There's no such thing as the unpardonable sin, um, except for blaspheming the Holy Ghost, um, and there's some discussion on that. Um, but the point is, is that if somebody is in that atrocious lifestyle, um, not lifestyle, but in that atrocious type of sin, and in Christ they are now a new creature because they have been gloriously saved, the blood is sufficient and efficient enough to cleanse them from all unrighteousness. I will say that they will now be a new creature in Christ, and the Spirit, I believe, would not allow for that practice that life to continue. Um, whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. So if you are now a son of God and you would be involved in that kind of stuff, um, you would be recalled very quickly. I believe that. But as far as somebody that's beyond being saved, I don't, I can't find anything. You know, that we talked about that in the book of Romans where it says a reprobate mind. We have no idea when that actually happens. In fact, the, um, the Bible says in uh, Romans chapter 1 that God turns them over to a reprobate mind. Yeah, in verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. See, they just continually just, oh, okay, God, I know you're there. I, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that this is, you're the only way to salvation. But I'm just, I don't want to retain you in their knowledge. God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Uh, gave them over to wrath. So that's what I believe. So it's a good question. I've never seen uh, you on here before, Mr. Snyder there. But uh, that's what I believe biblically, that no one is beyond salvation. Okay? I, as far as I know. Now, God can turn somebody over to a reprobate mind uh, at his choosing. If 
they're continuing. They don't want to come to the end of their own self. They want to. They don't want to give that kind of stuff up. Um, they're still wanting their own will. There's no surrender of their will to his. Then they're not going to be saved. If you catch my drift, okay. Good question. Interesting question. Did that sum that up for you, uh, Luke? He's probably typing. 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 11, somebody says here, applies to everyone. Well, let's go over there. Let's see what you say there, Brother Gabriel. What do you got for us? 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 11. And yeah, as I talked about, it talks about this whole list of things. Know ye not that the unrighteous uh, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. There it is again. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So I hope that answers your question. Brother Gable, great uh, reference there. As I was thinking in my mind, I just didn't remember where it was at. Okay, well, we're going to start wrapping it up here then. If there's no more questions or comments, I'm really thankful for you to be here tonight uh, with us here on the new the new studio. Um, I'll have to maybe take some pictures of it once it all finally gets done. Um, and again, I it sounds like I'm hearing the echoing off some of the bare walls, but if it doesn't sound like that to you, that's all that matters. I just don't want it to be a distraction to anybody. I'm working on it. Um, well, that's weird. I'm just getting a notice that says the audio stream's current bitrate is lower than the recommended bitrate. Hmm. I might have to fix that. Okay, uh, I'll fix that. Uh, so if the audio sounds pretty good, um, then I don't know what YouTube is saying here. I need to bump up my bit rate, it says, for my audio, whatever that means. Uh, I think it has to do with the amount of kilobytes. Yeah. That's weird. I had that set up, so I'll have to look into that. Okay. Still some inside of the, inside of baseball. No, You guys don't care about that at all. All right. Anyways, I love you in the Lord. Hey, thank you so much for joining me here tonight on Let This Mind Be In You. Uh, this is a broadcast from the new studio. I'm really excited. I can't wait to keep going. Um, this will be for a couple months before I go on a, uh, on a scheduled deployment. And when I go on this scheduled deployment, um, I'll have to have a different setup, but it'll be good. So uh, thank you, Brother Gabriel. Thank you for um, Luke Snyder here as uh, called here on YouTube that asked the question. Um, Tim and Lizzie, of course, thank you for joining me tonight. And uh, Brother JT and Brother Gabriel, of course, and my dad and mom and everybody else, Adam Fairchild, also Lindsey Meyer, Chris Neff. Well, look at that. And then Drew Edgecombe and, and a few other, Jacob Leckage and a bunch of other people that joined in throughout the time. Brother Aaron. 
thankful to have you on here. So like, subscribe, please get out the uh, the channel. If you've come this far, you've stuck it the, uh, through this far with the channel, it uh, tells me that at least um, um, I'm not spouting heretical teaching. I try to follow the word of God, just read it for what it says. So, um, yeah. So anyways, I, I just want to make sure that uh, I follow the word of God. That's what the, and I want to have the mind of Christ. So that's what we're all about here. That's what I want to be about. So if you it, um, enjoy the, the broadcast, if it's edifying to you, please uh, share, like, uh, leave comments below that it's always helpful, uh, ask questions, and just tell all your friends, uh, whether here on the YouTube, whether here on uh, the uh, Facebook Live, or if you're listening to this on a podcast, please just share, um, get the word out there, and um, I'm not making any money. This is not a monetized channel. I just want to get the word of God out there, okay? There's as many people as possible, so like, subscribe, do all that kind of, of things, and uh, join me next Thursday, 9 Central Time. I have to get used to saying that, 9 Central uh, that just works out better uh, for the schedule for our kids um, if I go on at 9 o'clock, whether it's in East Coast or or, the, <laughs> or here on Central Time. Now that we're in the Central Time Zone, though, it has to be 9 o'clock Central. So 9 o'clock Central, 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Um, join me here. Lord willing, we'll be in Galatians chapter 6 to wrap that up. And then maybe think about uh, where you'd like to go next. I'm thinking Ephesians or Philippians. Um, I'm just not sure where the Lord wants to lead. Galatians Obviously, the next book would be Ephesians. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to do that or go, uh, go over to Philippians. Just don't know yet. Anyways, anything that you would like to study or any kind of comments, questions, uh, or concerns even, please let me know. All right? Love you in the Lord. Have the mind of Christ. Be ambassadors. Proclaim his word this week. Love you in the Lord. God bless you, and have a great night. See you for now, and I will see you next week.